Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome back to Character and Smallman on 101 ESPN. And we go to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. It's Wednesdays with Wayno. Cardinal right-hander Adam Wainwright is in Toronto as the Cardinals get ready to take on the Blue Jays. Good morning, Adam. How you doing? Doing great. How are y'all doing? Everything's good. Here in St. Louis, we had uh, quite a storm over the course of yesterday, and obviously a lot going on. It's nice to be in Toronto where they have a roof on the stadium. What isn't so great is that the roof doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Is that right? Yeah, that roof, it just stays open now. It just stays open? I did not know that. Uh, I, I don't get up here too often, you know, as you know, we've I've probably been up here three times uh, since I've been in the big leagues. Maybe, maybe four. I don't know how it is. It's not more than that, though. So um, I love this city. I love coming up here and and uh, seeing new things, and you know, even experiencing something like customs and going through all that is can be a unique experience. But uh, I don't know much about um, Canada in general, but uh, especially the Blue Jays. I don't know much about them. Yeah. Well, the, the last I heard, and maybe they fixed it since, but the last I heard is that that roof did not work. We'll have to find it's out. Open, completely open. The the last that I saw, it, they just kept it open, right? And the weather during. I don't think that I've seen it open. I, I, my memories of that place are with it always closed. Hmm. We'll get research on that, yeah, Adam. Yeah, we will. Uh, well, Adam, it's been a couple of weeks since we've spoken to you, so I want to know what's the best thing that you did during the All Star break. Oh, man. You know what? Uh, Well, the best thing I did was nothing, which was great. You know, just just, uh, having nothing to do sometimes can be great. And that way you can, you know, go out. And But we we went out, uh, my family and and myself, and we had a couple of friends in town. We went out to the St. Louis Aquarium. Uh, They just did a fantastic job on the aquarium, did the ropes course up there, too. And uh, we, we ate. Uh, Ted Drew's frozen custard and Andy's frozen custard had a little frozen custard taste test. Um, we we grilled out and stayed in the swimming pool, you know, so so much. And we ate a couple of our favorite places, Grace Meat and Three, um, which if you hadn't been to, I'm a little biased because I'm part owner of Grace Meat and Three, and uh, I, I am a little biased, but it, it's one of the best places to eat in the entire city. I don't know if y'all have been there or not, but. Um, we just did, you know what, what uh, if what most people in St. Louis would do if they had three days off. We we enjoyed the incredible weather we had. We, you know, we even even the heat was good. Getting in the swimming pool and and uh, the aquarium was awesome. That went down, saw the arch, and you know, got on the Ferris wheel. Just did all the St. Louis stuff. It was great. My kids went down to the city museum, had a great day. I mean, it was just a it was a St. Louis kind of week. It sounds lovely, Adam. And uh, before I ask you my next question, I just want to tell you, I was at a wedding recently, and Grace Meat and Three actually did the food, and it was to die for. 
yeah, they they do a great job over there. Chef Rick is incredible. His team and the staff are amazing. And uh, it's just uh, if anybody doesn't know, it's just uh, it's like chefy take on southern cuisine man they got the best fried catfish and fried chicken you'll ever eat in there and just great country fixings and you know turkey leg and sometimes they'll do like a a a pork a pork steak that's just the best i've ever had they do a good job there well before we spin ahead to your team and the series in toronto i want to look back to the all-star break i have two questions for you first of all i saw ryan helsley he was walking the red carpet carpet he was styling he was profiling the suit looked great and he was getting interviewed and he said this suit is courtesy of adam wainwright he actually bought me this suit in spring training so shout out to you so take take us through that tell us the story of how you ended up buying ryan helsley the suit well, when I was a rookie, um, I had a navy blue blazer and khaki pants, and that was what I had. You know, didn't have any suits. And and uh, Scott Rowland told me that that is not big league. You know, if you're going to be a big league player, you need some suits. And uh, that's how we traveled, especially back in the day. We, we dressed up in suits everywhere we went on planes and traveling. And, and uh, so he bought me my first two suits um, when I was in the big leagues. Um, just uh, just an incredible gesture, an incredible guy. And, and uh, as I've gotten older, you know, once I started making a little money in the game, um, I just realized how cool of an experience that was for me and the story I could tell. And, oh, who bought you your first suit, Scott Rowland. So, you know, I, the starting pitchers and the, the pitching rotation, when those guys are rookies, you know, until they until they make a little bit more money in the game, uh, I, I, I buy him a suit every year in spring training. So usually this year I've probably bought 12 or 14 suits and, and for, for rookie guys. And, and, uh, I do that every year, you know, it's just something that I feel like is, is a cool thing to pass down, you know, hopefully when those guys are older players, they buy suits for the younger guys too. So uh, it's just one of those, uh, pay it forward kind of things. That's a great tradition, Adam. I love that. And then my second all-star question for you is about Albert Pujols. It was so good to see him not only in the home run derby, but getting past the first round, beating the number one overall seed, Kyle Schwarber. And it was great to see all of Albert's peers and all of the other all-stars really recognize him and give him the honor that he deserves um, in his last season in baseball. That had to be cool for you to get to watch that as well. Man, that was like the Albert Pujols all-star game, wasn't it? And it, (laughs) So deserving, you know. I was, I was having so much fun watching that home run derby and all the, the hoopla that went along with it, and how they honored Albert, and and uh, it was just really great. I mean, it's just you know, the, he deserved that. He's just uh, he's been such a great player and such a great person in our in our game for so long, um, and that was really fun to see him perform too. And and like you said, take down Kyle Schwarber, which is not an easy thing to do, and hit twenty something home runs, and you know, just it was fun, man. The guys. 42 years old and and huffing and puffing and still going strong up there and and, uh, inspiring all of us other older guys to keep going, you know. And Adam, one of the cool things I thought about the All-Star Game is that, and you're around every player, not every baseball player is a baseball fan, but I thought it was really cool to see the reverence that every single player has for that guy. Even if if you're a player that just likes playing and you aren't a huge fan, you know who Albert Pujols is. Well, he's a legend. You know, he's one of the greatest players of all time. Uh, the numbers back that. But he's also been a great teammate and a friend to so many people. And reputation gets around. You know, if he was a total prick, uh, 
that he wouldn't have been honored like that. The players would have not stood up there and, and gave him that kind of treatment, you know, but because he's been uh, great to so many people, that's why you saw what you saw. Adam, it was so fun to get to watch some of the great dynamic young stars in baseball during the All-Star game. Uh, totally random. I'm just going to pick a young player for you to assess for us, if you wouldn't mind. What do you think of Juan Soto? <laughs> just totally random, huh? Yeah, just, I just was picking a young superstar, very dynamic. No no agenda at all, Adam. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we like our guys, but don't get me wrong. That's a guy who can help anybody's team, you know, get better, obviously. He's uh He's an incredible, incredible talent. He's, I mean, you saw him in the home run derby. He hit a ball 482 feet, and it didn't even look like he was he was trying. And, you know, just flicks them out there sometimes to left center, and they go up like 20 rows up in left center. It's just really impressive some of the things he can do with the bat. But he has one of the most elite eyes at the plate of any hitter in the game. You know, he just does not swing at balls. He does not swing at the ball off the plate at all, and, and uh, that can be really tough on a pitcher. So very very good player, very good talent, and apparently a very good guy to uh, in the clubhouse and on the team. So that's important also. Hey, Adam, when you have played on teams that have gotten really hot, for example, last year, the 17-game winning streak, but down the stretch in 06, or when you guys went on the run, even though you weren't playing, you were with the club in 2011. Can you feel that before it happens? Do you feel like, okay, something good is about to happen? Yeah, you can feel things, the momentum building, you know, and what happens is uh, when that kind of that kind of mojo starts creeping into the clubhouse, guys show up a little more excited, guys show up a little more enthusiastic, they show up a little more confident, and it's not something you can fake, you know, it's something that, that uh, and you can't almost, you can't even explain it, uh, and you don't know why it happens sometimes, but sometimes that, just that momentum swips, uh, flips, and you just, all of a sudden, you get this mojo out of nowhere that you didn't have before, and you can ride that for a long, long time. Uh, but that's just, you know, part of being a part of a 162-game season. You have ups and downs, and when you have downs and you understand, here's the thing about being in a slump. This is what I always tell our hitters and our pitchers. When you're in a slump and you are you feel like you're at the lowest of the low, that means you're the closest to being hot. And, uh, you know, so when you go through bad patches as a team, go through lulls where you just go, man, I just know we're so much better than this. Now, not if, it doesn't work like this if you're a bad team. If you're a good team, you're going through a tough stretch. Then you have to have those eyes at the end of the tunnel where you can see that light and you say, all right, I know I'm down here in this deep gully where I can barely see anything out of it. It's just terrible. But that means I'm the closest to coming out of here just screaming hot as it gets. So um, that's just, uh, this is something that you learn over a long time playing the game is that sometimes slumps, Although they're bad, that just means you're really close to coming out of it in a big way. Speaking of an infusion of swag and mojo into the clubhouse, Adam Yadier Molina is set to return. He's going to make his appearance in Memphis later this week. And I bet you're really excited to have your battery mate almost returning. I am looking forward to having my man back. You know, it's just uh, he's just he's meant to be here. You know, we, we need him back. He's a great leader and a great presence in our clubhouse and on the field also. So um, same thing I said about Soto earlier. There's certain people that just being around make a team better, and Yadier's always been one of those guys. And we talked uh, when the commercial came out, the Budweiser commercial, with you and Yadi, and Budweiser actually has 
beer cans with Adam and Yachty on them. It's pretty amazing that uh, it's got to be from your standpoint that you're on a beer can. Yeah, I mean, that's really neat for me. I mean, that's, you know, especially uh, a, a, head, a Bud Heavy, a Red Bud, man, that's just, <laughs> That is my favorite beer there is. I'll just be honest with you. I love a good cold, ice cold uh, Budweiser, and because uh, I, I, I don't drink a lot, you know, I, I, I enjoy one every now and then. But when I do have one, uh, I want it to be, you know, I want it to have some back behind it. And, and the, the Bud Heavy is just my favorite go-to beer. So to be on the can and just a, of a legendary brand like that, but also a legendary St. Louis brand. Um, that's really cool for us. It's really cool for me. And, and to see that, I mean, it's really, you know, they made me look kind of cool on there too. You know, it's, 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 they did good with the, with the artwork on the cans and uh, they did good on the commercial too. I, I, the whole thing was presented and, and produced very well. And the staff took great care of us. And um, they're just a great American St. Louis company. And, and um, I'm glad to be a part of it. Adam, you're a great leader on this team. You're a great communicator with your teammates. And we would be remiss if we didn't ask you how you went about dealing with the fact that you don't have Arenado and Goldschmidt in Toronto with you. How, how did you communicate to the other players? Well, we haven't got into it just yet. Everybody enjoyed their off day yesterday. Um, and uh, it stinks, you know, going into this series. You know, you're not going to have your two best players, two of the best players in all of baseball. Um, but that was a decision they made and a decision we respected. And, and uh, quite frankly, I just can't believe we're still doing this. You know, I mean, you know, I know things are still going. COVID's not gone, don't get me wrong. But uh, I, I, I thought that we had sort of moved on with our lives. Um, but we haven't, apparently, and that's sad. But uh, we'll be without them for two days. The good news is these guys are going to get three straight off days to to rest up and heal. And and uh, I, I'll be honest, man, for those guys who have had the weight of their team on their backs the whole year, uh, this might be a really good thing. It might be a blessing in disguise. So the other guys are just going to have to step up. You know, we're just going to come in here and play good baseball and play our brand of baseball. We're definitely not going to have the two best hitters we have. There's no denying that. But we're going to be uh, presented with an opportunity to step up. And guys are going to get an opportunity to come out and play. Um, there's going to be a, a bats in there that wouldn't have been in there if Goldie and and, and uh, Nolan were here. So there's opportunity here. So everybody's just going to have to step up and be professionals and go about their business in a winning way. And we'll remind everybody that you called Paul Goldschmidt's year. But I asked our mutual friend Stan McNeil yesterday, Adam, Paul Goldschmidt's year is the best for the Cardinals since. Do we have to go back to Albert? In 2008, 2009, 2010? Uh, I'd say so, yeah. I mean, he's he's doing Albert-type things, you know. This is, this feels very Albert of him. What he's doing now is very familiar to me. I've seen it. Uh, I saw it for seven straight years and when Albert was with us, and, and he did it for ten straight, you know. And, and uh, it, this, it's, it's just not to put a damper on anything Goldie's doing, but, you know, uh, Andre Pallante was sitting next to me the other day, and he's like, it seems like Goldie has a home run every game, you know, and then he ended up hitting two that game against the Reds when he said that. And I said, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Um, how many games have we played? And what is, the, what is the number of games we've played, like 90 or so or something like that? 98. 98 games. We've almost played 100 games. So he's got, what, 26 home runs, something like that? So – 
he's so, it's around there, right? Twenty. Right. Right. Exactly. I said. I said. I said, Andre, um, think about this for a second. In 2006, Albert Pujols had 25 home runs the first 50 games of the season. <laughs> so we're talking about the same amount of home runs in half the time, and he was like, "Oh wow." <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, Albert is pretty cool. Yeah, you know, and I'm not saying, yeah, you know, these guys, they just don't know, man. They've, the ones that didn't get to see Albert play in person, like you and I have, and Michelle did, we, we, uh, we got to see greatness, you know, and well, what Goldie's modeling is, is, uh, just a, an extension of Albert. It just feels very Albert like, you know, um, and he's just, he's coming up with big hits when we need him, big RBIs when we need him. He's playing great defense. Uh, he's a great, base runner you know he takes the base when it's there and just this, even the small just look at the littlest smallest things and details about goldie's game he does everything right even his slides when he slides into a base his foot never comes off the bag you never see goldie in one of those moments where he slides and there's, there's that break in time where his foot's passed but his his knee's not on it yet he he doesn't he doesn't give that blip of, of openness to the other team he's giving nothing and taking everything and that's why he's so hard to beat and so hard to compete against uh, for other pitchers and other teams. Hey, Adam, you know what's interesting about Palante is that on opening day, Mark McGuire told Michelle and I, hey, he went to college five minutes from my house. I saw a lot of him. And it was actually McGuire that sold us on how good Andre Palante is. So uh, he has to know about Big Mac. Man, you know, I would like to think so. I would like to think so, but there's just there's just so many times where he keeps proving amazing, um, the the amazing lack of knowledge of the history of baseball. <laughs> just, uh, you know, it's just kind of amazing. Some of these guys on the team they're just so much younger, uh, and they just grew up in a different time of, of video games or whatever, where 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 we might have been inside, you know, studying the game or watching watching the games and and you know going outside and trying to model it with a wiffle ball. These guys are modeling it on MLB The Show, you know. So if they if they know about players, it's usually from video games, a lot of them. You know, it's kind of crazy, that, that world that uh, kids grew up in and are growing up in now. But uh, it's just different than I grew up, that's for sure. And this is why you will whip up on them in fantasy football. And the Big League Impact Fantasy Football Draft is August 26th. People can register now at bigleagueimpact.org. And I know you're ready to go. You've got uh, some atoning to do, and, and you can't wait. i got to ask, have you scouted, and do you have a sleeper or two for me? And I've got, mm. one, for you that, I've got one for you that you're going to love. Well, it's not a sleeper, but I do I do expect Christian McCaffrey to have a big season this year. I think he's going to come back, and you know, as long as he's healthy, he's going to be. But I, I think he's slipping, you know, mid round, mid first round in a lot of drafts, uh, in a lot of mock drafts already. And and you know, this is he's a he's a generational talent that guy. So that's one person I'm looking at. Um, I mean, there's names like Darnell Mooney and a couple other guys that are out there. Uh, you know, I kind of like that Jacksonville Jaguars running back. Travis Etienne? Um, Etienne. I think he's just, he can do a lot of different things. You know, you just, there's, a, he's one of those guys going to be hard to guard. 
uh, it's going to be he's going to be a matchup nightmare for defenses, and so uh, that's one guy I've got my eyes on. I actually had him because, uh, especially of their new coach Doug Peterson, we saw what he did with Philadelphia and getting guys into space, and I think Etienne will be perfect for his offense. Another guy I like is George Pickens, the wide receiver, and he was hurt a lot at Georgia, but he goes to Pittsburgh, and they like to throw the ball and. Even with Mitch Trubisky as their quarterback, I'll bet you Pickens scores a bunch of touchdowns this year because of his size and his red zone presence. Well, he's a big-time talent. He's a big-time talent. Um, it's going to be interesting. That I mean, we've got a regime change there, quarterback, like you said, and, and Trubisky, you know, who knows? Who knows in a different system, in a big system like that where they've traditionally aired it out, you know, they, and they love throwing the ball to the running back, and they have a great receiving running back out of the backfield. Um, a guy like Pickens could do well. He, you're right; he could do well. They're going to have to. They're going to have to prove they can block a little bit on that mm-hmm. offensive line. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, that's, that's the question. So uh, we'll see. But uh, I like that. I, I like that idea. So especially, I like that you picked a dog. I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, no, no problem. I, I like doing that. So the fantasy football draft is August 26th. Register now at bigleagueimpact.org. And you also, as the season continues, heading into the final 62, 63 games of the season, the all win campaign continues too. It does, and it does. Well, you know, we're just trying to do a lot of cool things, and fans can join in on our all-win campaign on BigLeagueImpact.org. And every time we, the Cardinals win a game, uh, the great organizations that we're supporting also win. So that's why it's called the All-Win Campaign. Back to the fantasy draft, real quick, though. I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention um, that uh, people that come into our draft, and you can sign up for this on BigLeagueImpact.org. But people are going to go at Bush Stadium. We're going to go out. We're going to play catch on the field. You can go out and play catch on the field. We're going to be – some of us, me and Tommy, are going to be hitting ground balls to you and letting you shag in the outfield. And, and, uh, and then we're going, to, we're, going to, we're going to go up and have a great time this week, whatever. But uh, some on-field presence. We're going to have a clubhouse tour. It's going to be fun. Uh, we're going to be hanging out. It's going to be a great time. We'd love to have people join in the fantasy draft or on the all-in campaign. Once-in-a-lifetime experience. All right, last thing before we let you go, you mentioned that you don't get many opportunities to get up to Toronto. So what was the golf course in Canada that Adam Wainwright was able to get to earlier this week? Ooh, friend of mine is a member of a course called Red Tail. Um, it's the Red Tail Golf Course. It's about two hours um, away from Toronto in the middle of the wilderness of the Ontario. I mean, this place is deep, man, but this... <laughs> There's only like 85 members, very, very exclusive. A few years back when the Queen visited Canada, she stayed at Red Tail Golf Course. This is where she stayed because it's so private. Uh, it's just one of the best courses I've played. It's just an incredible property, just you know, way out in the sticks, deer everywhere. And, uh, man, just getting out there on an off day and being able to play uh, some great golf and, and uh, hang out. We took, a, we took a bus, a big van uh, with with few of our teammates and just had a just made a day of it you know just just a cool time of bonding on and off the field and and uh that's what you got to have as, as as a team and you are as good or better than anybody in baseball at that wayno always appreciate your time thanks so much go get them against the blue jays and we'll see you back here in st louis in a few days all right thanks fellas appreciate it hi this is chris howard host of plugged in with chris howard the college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. 
No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. You made it. Checked out of office to check into the sweet views of this place where the kids aren't asking for the Wi-Fi. Mom, can we go to the pool? And when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. 